Welcome to Paint on Politics, a podcast where host Dr. Gregory Payne of Emerson College sits down with fellow experts to discuss the current state of politics, public opinion, and global affairs. In a world growing increasingly complex, communication and critical thinking is key. This only makes the Emerson motto, expression necessary to evolution, more true. Hello, I'm Gregory Payne, the Chair of Communication Studies at Emerson College and also the co-director of the Emerson Blancarna Global Center. And I'm here for Paint on Politics with one of my favorite students and alums and also celebrities from the Iowa caucus, and that would be Emily Quinn. Emily, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. Now, I think as we think about the upcoming election, of course, we're going to talk about your travels and pathways after Emerson. Amazing. But when we look at Iowa 2016, I look at this, and of course, this was such a special year because it was one where Hillary Clinton was going to be the first elected woman president, except something happened in, on, down the escalator with Donald Trump. But I see this picture, which is all of you. We've got President Trump, et cetera, uh, all the candidates. And here you are cheek to cheek with Hillary. So tell us a little bit about that trip. Yeah. So I'm feeling very nostalgic because it was one of my favorite trips. So I was a political communication major here, as well as a sports communication major here. And this was probably one of my extracurricular activities that I did um, in the beginning. Um, And I remember I was with Uh, Professor Emac, so Nico, some other students, and we went to Iowa, and I'd never been there before. We arrived. One thing that I will say, beautiful sunsets. That was a learn while I was there. Um, But so we all packed in a bus. We got together. We had uh, Carrie Thompson was a chaperone. Um, And I look very fondly back on this because it was such a turning point in politics. And I did meet Hillary Clinton. We were cheek to cheek. Yes, one of my favorite pictures. But I also did go to different rallies and see different perspectives. Um, And it was really one of those hands-on immersive experiences that changed my view and opened my worldview into actually being in that setting and being Mm -hmm. present um, with professors and students and all, you know, learning together. Right. Well, you know, I grew up in Southern Illinois, so I know the Midwest well. I love the Midwest. Uh, Go on, I. And I know that for some some students from Emerson, they got to Iowa and they're going, oh my gosh, where am I? So did you have, I mean, you come from a political family. Was it cultural shock to you to go to Iowa or did you, you know, you sort of knew this is what it was all about? It was. I mean, I had an idea in my head about what it would look like. I think it is very different to how I grew up. I grew up about an hour outside of Boston, um, kind of a coastal town. So it was very, very different to that. Uh, So I was surprised. Yes. it's beautiful. Yes. And the people of Iowa, I mean, many people talk about that Midwestern ethic, God's country. What did, what would you say about the people of Iowa the Midwest? Well, actually, um, I know that one of the events that we had there was actually in someone's home. Mm-hmm. So I think it was for O'Malley, I want to yes. say. Who came and, to Emerson afterwards yes, and visited. Yes, who came yes. to Emerson. And um, we actually had an event for somebody had an event was hosting for him. So it was a very cozy atmosphere, very welcoming. Um, so that is actually something that stands out to me. From that you know, what's interesting, Emily, is, you know, you were there, you were sitting on the other, at the other end of the the, um, uh, the classroom. And now we've got you back, you and yeah. Nico, who's over at Harvard. You've finished your degree in Ireland, you're teaching. Yeah. So what's it like 
teaching. It's one of those full circle moments. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely a shift in perspective. But I was in those exact classrooms and I just want to give them an experience like I had. I had a very tight knit relationship with a lot of my professors due mm -hmm. to the fact classrooms are small, folks are accessible, <laughs> professors are always willing to go the extra mile. So I want to make sure that I do that for my students. So I'm really, really enjoying every minute. I think that I've at this point gotten into a teacher flow and I feel very comfortable up there and I always want the best for my students. Now, if I were to ask you, of course, uh, as chair, I hear many perspectives, but how would how do you think, just coming back into it, how do you think the Emerson student today differs from when you and Nico and Elias and others were here? I think there's definitely a shift. I think part of that, we all experienced the pandemic. I think that's changed us in a lot of ways. And yes. I believe I was early 20s and then, you know, you blink in your mid 20s to late 20s. And um, so they kind of had a couple years where they were kind of out of their normal routine. I think that they're very empathetic and understanding and vocal in the classroom and they like to share their full selves, their full perspectives. I think that's a major change. Um, but yeah, I'm very, very happy with them. And I think before I started the role, I knew that Emersonians would be creative. And then obviously I, was in the classroom, started assigning things and seeing the products that they come up with and the projects that they create, I was blown away. And it really exceeded my expectation with their creativity, their delivery, their mm -hmm. presentation. So it's what I expected um, times a hundred, so. Well, you know, it's great to have you up here on the eighth floor. I know that you've uh, you've participated and enjoyed the chicken soup and other stuff that I bring up here. A of little course. spicy, but maybe that's the Some eighth jalapeno. floor. Some jalapeno. A jalapeno, which I guess is it. Uh, what was going to ask you also this, and that is <clears throat> when you left Emerson, mm -hmm. uh, you, of course, were active, very extremely active here. We, we missed you a great deal, but then you decided to go over and get your master's. Can you tell us? Why did you decide to go where you go and what was that experience like? Absolutely. So um, as I mentioned before, I did undergrad at Emerson and then I actually did the four plus one program. So I got my master's in public relations at Emerson. So if you went to Emerson undergrad and you're thinking about graduate studies, I do recommend doing that program um, and continuing on with Emerson. So that um, allows you to actually take advantage of a couple of courses, Absolutely. it's cheaper, it's less yeah. time, yeah. et cetera. I think it's 20 25% off for yes. students that did undergrad, right. something along those lines. Right. Don't quote me on that. Um, but then my brother actually is an ocean engineer, so he has a very different brain than I do. And I think that happens a lot with siblings is, you know, they fall into different interests. Yes. So he's in that world and I'm in the communications and creative world and they can overlap for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that he went on to study in Norway. Um, I'm half Norwegian. So he, we can tell that yeah, here, yes. so he went and studied at uh, the University of Stavanger. Mm -hmm. So that's in Norway. And he pursued his education overseas. And I was inspired by that and um, 
the other half of me is Irish. So I thought that Dublin would be a great place for me. I think it was fitting to not only my personality, but it's pretty close and I do like being somewhat close to home. So I, I went to Dublin, I flew over to Ireland. I had never been there before. Mm -hmm. I went by myself and kind of- Solo. Stepped up and said, all right, I'm gonna start at Trinity. So I went to Trinity studied digital marketing strategy because I was really interested at the intersection of communication and marketing and mm -hmm. how they feed off one another. They're under the same umbrella of things, public relations, communications, marketing. So I wanted to just learn more about the marketing side and the strategy side. And yeah, I was there for a year and a half and I worked at a public relations firm in Dublin after I graduated. So yes. that was the thing too. Well, it's exciting that you're that you have that degree because Professor Galland has been working on a new degree that's uh, similar here. So from your that. perspective, what do you think you took away from Ireland that we might have students also take away from Emerson? We'd love to have you two chat. Yeah, I would love to. I think that the intersection of marketing and communication is so cool. So right now I actually run the city of Boston's LinkedIn account. So and you brought two of your colleagues last week. I did. Yes. I did. Erin uh, Santos and Katie Greving came yes. to class. So they're on the employee experience team. So we were bringing city hall to Emerson Wonderful. Um, in the classroom. So that was amazing. But I think that informality and formality are both two very important parts of communication. So I try to bring that into my daily work, into my comms, into my marketing efforts, striking the right balance because we're seeing new platforms like TikTok and Gen Z coming in and they're taking risks and developing creative content every single day. And we're seeing influencer culture and all of these different things. And it really comes down to how they communicate and how they market themselves and the creativity that comes with that. The more creative, the more likely for you to get views and impressions. So that's something that I took away is you need to have a strategy and a marketing plan that also runs parallel to your communications plan. Mm -hmm. That's terrific. Now, you, how do you enjoy working at the city of Boston? And of course, you came from a political family. So yeah. you've got a new, new niche from yeah. separate from your father. Mm -hmm. who, Wonderful man yes. and a very, very good leader. Yeah, so I think I grew up, my dad was a state representative from Dartmouth, so I grew up going to the state house. I grew up going to campaign events. I grew up phone banking, knocking on doors. That was kind of just the norm. So again, I kind of fell into that world where my brother is an ocean engineer, completely different. Um, so I relate to my dad very much because we have similar interests. Um, so I interned at the state house when I was a student at Emerson, but I also did the City of Boston Fellowship when Mayor Walsh was in office. So then I subsequently worked for the city after that. I really just loved public service, mm -hmm. being involved. There are so, so many departments and I love interacting with different departments at the city and telling different stories on behalf of different departments, whether that's public works, the technology department, the parks department, there are always stories to be told from every single angle, the environment department. And I think that's what I love the most is I'm in a position to post things on the website, post things on LinkedIn, tell employee stories, tell career stories. And I really, really think there's a lot of value in that because 
when what it comes down to is it's about your people and your people feeling valued and the work that the people are doing within an organization. So I really try to make that known and also give people recognition that they deserve. Well, yeah, I think that's the epitome of what we've been doing. And I think you are such a good example of what we teach people to do. All we've done at Emerson, as you know, since 1880 is tell stories. Uh, I think it's a wonderful example, though, too. You're part of this Emerson Mafia, mm -hmm. uh, and you, you're connecting your students with, of course, colleagues at City Hall. First of all, congratulations. It's uh, Women's History Month, and I think yeah. you're making headway. What's it like working at City Hall with the first female mayor? Yeah, I think it's very much a different environment. It's the second mayor that I worked for because when Mayor Janey was in office, I was in Dublin. So mm -hmm. I'm seeing different perspectives too every single day. And I think as time goes on, things change, priorities change. So um, it's a very awesome position to be in. Right. Now, do you see, Emily, sometime you, as we said when we started, you know, here you are a student with Ken. Do you ever see yourself running for office? It's crossed my mind before. Uh -huh. I think with the rise of digital and how much digital is a part of the campaign process right. and when you're in office, that's something that kind of deters me just because, I don't know, I think that there is a lot of your life that's mm -hmm. involved mm -hmm. and, you know, you're putting your whole life on the line. Not that there's anything bad, but it's just you're very, very much in the public eye. And right. I'm not entirely sure that I would be willing to commit to that. But yes. I would love being the voice of somebody in that position and the communications person behind the curtain that's creating those messages and, you know, amplifying somebody's viewpoints. I'm not necessarily sure that I would like it to be me, but um, maybe one day I might change my mind. So a campaign, maybe a campaign manager sort of writing. Yeah, story. something like that. <clears throat> but if you do run, I think a great ticket would be you at the top and then Nico could be your backup. I know. So, we right? joke that that's, what's so going to happen someday. Maybe you're already first on Paint on Politics. Yeah. Question for you before we uh, uh, say adieu, because you've got to go to class and Amazing. teach, which your students are very lucky. What does Emily do to relax? Because you're very, very active. Every time I see you, you've got another project going. Yeah. So this is actually something that I'm newly into. Um, I just started yoga, actually, and I love it. And it's kind of, I'll have a full day's work today. I'm working here, I'm working for the city, so I am full throttle today. Um, so after hours, I really just like to go to a yoga studio, mm -hmm. kind of shut my mind off and, you know, get some movement in because I think that that's healthy for everyone. Um, and I also love a good Netflix show, naturally. Good, good, good. So. And your favorite Netflix? What's the latest you've seen? I don't know. Right now, I'm into Outer Banks, which is one of those, like, yet. just fun, mindless right. TV yes. shows. And I recently started Scandal, which is Scandal, a is political yes. Olivia yeah. Pope show. Right. Um, I've seen it before, but not all the way through, so I'm restarting it. Yeah. How about Yellowstone? Do you follow Yellowstone? My mom is very into yes. Yellowstone, yes. but I have not yet gotten into it. But I'm also a huge Survivor fan. Yes. And I okay. think that life is Survivor. You know, yes. you have your alliances. You have 
right. people that, you know, can help you. You have people that are trying to hurt you and you kind of got to weed through it. Yes. Um, so we're all just surviving, right? Well, I think what I would say is uh, as a student, you're always an inspiration. You continue, I think, to inspire as a professor. I think Boston's a better place because of you. And once again, it's the old adage, if you never know how far an Emerson education will take you, mm -hmm. it's taking you all the way to Dublin. It's you're at City Hall, but more importantly, you're back home at Emerson. Yes, Thank you, Emily, for joining place. us on Paint on Politics. Thank we'll see you, you next time. Thanks so much.